Well, hello and welcome to Bus Talk. Today I have a fascinating discussion for you. Or should I say I have a boring discussion for you. Hang on, don't just switch off right now. <laughs> what I mean by that is we often hear people quitting their jobs because they are simply bored to death. They just hate their jobs. They're common excuse the common reason that most employees share as to why they are quitting i am bored of this stuff there isn't any growth i don't feel excited so let's jump into this episode and understand why is it that people get bored again what can they do if they are bored and what is the reality check behind it all you know many moons ago there was this young kid who decided to quit he put in his papers and we were having a discussion and i asked him so why are you quitting he said i bored like how long have you been working it's like one year two months and so what's your total work x like two years so in two years you this is your second job and in the second job the first job you got bored in eight months second job you got bored in 12 to 14 months so what's your next job going to be like 16 months and he goes yeah if that bores me then maybe so so it got me thinking is like okay let's understand and instead of me going hard on you let me just take a step i mean i didn't say that i'm sharing it now it's like let me try to understand the reason for boredom so i asked him so define boredom to me what is it that you find so boring at your job to which he responded the repetitive nature of this job I understood it in 2 months and now I've been doing it for the last 8 months and clearly I just can't find myself turning up to work on Mondays because I dread executing the same tasks over and over again. So that's fair. What if that task got automated? Then what would you do differently? He said, "Well, in that case I have to do some other job. I have to look for something different." I said, "Yes, till such time that happens." what do you do in the interim that got him thinking and yeah in which case i'd probably keep doing what i'm doing right now i said exactly and that is a part of our learning curves that we've got to do what we've got to do till such time we find something even more exciting but let's just park that thought aside and let me ask you this what is it that excites you the most if there were no constraints if you could have a magic wand and desire to have the best most exciting job in the whole wide world what would that job be his eyes lit up and he was smiling he said i want to be that photographer for nat geo who shot that lion photograph on the cover page you know the one which the lion opens his mouth wide and that exotic photograph and i said wow that is indeed exciting but can you help me understand how you would be able to land that i mean how do you get to become a national geographic photographer can you explain the process to me so yeah sure you have to apply for nat geo and if you get the job then you can get to click the photograph I said okay let's double click into the how do you get the job i mean you just apply and you get it no there is some eligibility criteria you have to have some relevant experience you have to have a body of work but assume you have a body of work would you apply and get a job 
uh, no, there will be an interview process. There will be, I'm sure, multiple other things to get into. So essentially what you're saying is it's difficult to get into NatGeo. So that's a fair assessment. Okay. Now assume you got in to NatGeo. Will you be straight away put to an, uh, to an assignment uh, to Africa? So no, we'll have to plus first do the easier ones, which don't cost too much money. And then eventually graduate or gravitate towards that. So, so, oh, so that will take some time. So you can't just get a job at NatGeo and straight away head to Africa to find that line and click the photo. So no, no, it might take some time. So, okay, let's even assume that, that you got into NatGeo, you were assigned to Africa. Will you then get to click that chart? Said, so, no, actually you have to go to Africa, go into Serengeti and spend some time finding where the lions have been and then click the shot says okay so you got the job in NatGeo you got somehow reassigned or assigned to go to Serengeti in Africa and you went and searched for the lions for two three days and then you click the shot so no um, we have to probably wait for the lions to come and wait for the right time so how does that work? So you go and stand in front of the lion. So no, you probably have to go up the tree. Okay, so you get up the tree and you click the lion from the top. What if the lion doesn't look up? Yeah, that is possible. He might not. So you have to wait till the lion looks up. So yeah. And what if he opens the mouth middle of the night? Yeah, so he has to probably open it in the daytime when there is natural light for you to get a better shot. Is that how it is I said, yep. so you are on top of this tree and the lion is standing below or sitting below or lazing below would you get the shot it's a matter of chance what are the odds well odds are pretty steep uh, it's it's a it's a there's an element of luck there so what is it that you need to do a, as a process well i need to be on top of the tree Said, so, okay if you are on top of the tree and the line is below and you need to answer the nature's call what happens then so, well, yeah, that can happen too. Uh, you can't come down. You probably have to do your business on top of the tree. Said, so, okay. And what if the lion doesn't like that? And what if he decides to come up the tree? No, lions generally don't come up the tree. Assume it's a short tree. And can the lion then jump up? Or if it is a cheetah, forget if not a lion. Can the cheetah climb up the tree? Most certainly it can. What happens then? Ah, it is difficult. So let me just sum it up for you. You get a job at NatGeo somehow. Assume you make it there. Then somehow you make it to Africa, then to Serengeti, then go travel the distance, stay in the middle of the forest, climb up a tree, wait for the lion to open its mouth and at the right time, with the right natural light, so the photograph is the best. And still you're not guaranteed the right shot because a cover page photo is that perfect shot isn't it so yeah that's right so now you tell me is that easy or is that difficult yeah that's quite difficult all right now if that is difficult multiply that by five times a year will it, is it easy or is it difficult no it is going to be even more difficult okay then multiply that by 20 years Was it 20 years you wouldn't just abandon a profession, right? You would probably, this is what excites you the most. So you will stay there the longest. So fast forward 20 years, five times a year, you did this hundred times. Would it be exciting? I don't know, maybe. Would it be easy? 
Absolutely not. I'd probably get better over a period of time. Exactly. So any job that you do, it is repetitive at the start. It is difficult and complex and maybe at times even boring. Over a period of time, it becomes easier and you become better at the job and you find new levels of excitement. And you can try this across any job anywhere in the world, even if it is flying a rocket to the moon. Take that example, right? If that's a very exciting job, you'd agree. Yes. So you fly the rocket to the moon the first time, the prep, the anticipation, the excitement, the adrenaline, the thrust, the throttle that you feel is out of the charts. Like you're like super excited, turbocharged. It happens the first time, second time, third time. The fourth time you're like, hmm, maybe somebody else should try. You know, I'm fine here. It's the same stars and the same switches and buttons. (laughs) The cockpit is too small and the, the washroom is not, all that conducive and I and basically you start to find some problems everything follows the law of diminishing marginal utility what excited you at first may not be as excitable to you over a period of time it's a fact of human nature and when you are your enthusiasm levels when in your first job ideally in many cases is like you want to win the Nobel Prize for that particular job if that there is one that exists by the time you get to the 10th year, you're like looking for the closest bar to the office, like, oh my God. And we all go through these ups and downs. It's important to remember that jobs are not there as a source of entertainment. I mean, bless you if you are in a job which you love doing and you are getting paid handsomely for it. That's the ideal situation to be in. But it's also a fact that less than 10% of the whole workforce currently is in a situation where they are enjoying a job which they anyways wanted to do all their life long. And so even for those, they will go through a sinusoidal curve of excitement, plateau and boredom and then, but it will be less pronounced, if you will. For the rest of us, say 70, 80 or 90% of us, many of us are doing a job we probably have to do. I mean, that's what we studied perhaps. And this is the job that is available to us owing to what we learned in our academics. And therefore, this may may not be that exciting, maybe boring, because jobs don't pretend to be like an entertainment hub, right? They're serious business. There is a business problem which is being solved by a product, service or a solution, right? So somebody is struggling, somebody is suffering. As by somebody, I mean a customer. Customer is suffering, customer is struggling. And here you are trying to resolve that issue. It can't be all fun and excitement, is it not? It's a serious business. This notion that companies need to keep you entertained all the time, I think is a misnomer. Companies don't need to entertain you, right? They are employing you, contractually obligated. You are to the company to deliver the best of your skill sets and they are obligated to pay you for the services that you have rendered. It is serious transactional business. So why is this notion kicking in where you expect that the company will be uber excited to entertain you and dance for you and sing for you and no, you'll have to sit in your seat, do your stuff and then get on with life. 
anyways i don't know about you but that person completely understood what i was trying to say took it in the right spirit and he went on to serve that role for more than 4 years and doing exceedingly well today that person is at a uh mid management senior management uh, nearing senior management role in a very big organization and is doing quite well for a long period of time i guess you get the drift guys learn the art of perfecting your skill sets while you are still young in your career at 0 to 5 0 to 7 years of experience you are expected to do repetitive tasks simple tasks so that you don't falter at the basics the part of the currency of your leadership is that you are perfected the basics you will never find a leader who has not done the grind period as we call it who has not done the basics they do not go on to become a leader so if you have like 10 job changes doing 10 different roles in like 14 years of your work ex then you will find yourself struggling to become a leader in a particular discipline because people are looking for tenure people are looking for stability that this person has managed to survive the various challenges obstacles hurdles that have thrown at this person through the tenure they must have gone through difficult phases bad phases but this person is resilient the person learned the hard way and that is worth its weight in gold person would get hired big time if they have displayed stability in tenure over a difficult portfolio and so do not get discouraged by repetitive tasks do not think that there is always going to be uber excitement of course that doesn't mean you need to pull a long face and be you know all that pretend to look like super serious and all you can have your bit of entertainment and fun but remind yourself that the fun that you do or the fun that you have in life is because of the work that you do or get unless of course you're in the entertainment business per se where it's because of the fun that you get paid but even that fun is a lot of hard work make no mistake and listen to any of the interviews of all the film stars or the artists and even say how much rehearsing practicing and behind the scene activity that goes on before you see the final end result or product anyhow the point i'm trying to say is enjoy the work that is in front of you whatever little scope that there is make the most of it learn the learn to be the best at what you do once you become the best at what you do you get to choose what you can do moving forward which also means you also get the flexibility to earn that much more money basis which you can probably have the fun and the entertainment that you so choose to have as and when how you wish to have that so these are all interrelated interlinked facets of reality or of our work lives well that's all the time i had for this episode of bus talk if you had any questions comments doubt suggestions feel free to reach out to me on my social media handles that is g y a n b a n on twitter or facebook or leave a voice message on the link below finally be kind and leave a couple of lines of review if you do think this is worthy of your time to review the content that you heard if you liked it great if you don't like it do leave a comment so that i can improve what i am presenting here 
so till we meet next time stay well stay safe get your a game to work this is your host ian and you were listening to bus talk